0: It's recorded that Arthur Guinness of the famed Stout with the same name took a 9,000 year lease on the brewery located at St. James's Gate in Dublin, Ireland. A critical component of this lease was free access to a clean water supply, spring fed from the nearby Wicklow Mountains. The rights to the water supply was a point of contention early on in Guinness's success. And for good reason, as water is commonly known as the single most important ingredient in the brewing of beer, making of wine, And creation of spirits around the world. But what happens to beer when you can create water that is purer than the water found in nature? And what happens when that superior water quality starts out as wastewater? You get a very tasty, sustainable product. Here's how. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Amanda Holloway, host of Xylem Solving Water podcast, and I'm super excited for today's conversation about a topic that I'm highly interested in, which is beer. And more specifically, I'm here with Stephen Rothwell and Kevin Fliss, both from Xylem, as well as Christine O'Grady with the University of Calgary, and uh, Jackson Stewart with Village Brewery. And we're going to talk about an exciting partnership uh, among the university's Advancing Canadian Wastewater Assets Program. And I think there's an acronym for that that we could hopefully use moving forward. And then also Xylem and Village Brewery in Alberta. So Thanks, everybody, for joining me today. It's a big crowd. Thank you for having us.
1: Thank you, <laughs>
0: <much>. <laughs> Really excited to um, be able to talk about the science, art, and sustainability behind brewing beer from reuse water. And so the way I usually uh, kick these things off, go around the, the call here and, and int- have you introduce yourselves and, and what you do. And so, Christine, if you want to kick things off for us.
2: Thank you. Um, my name is Christine O'Grady, and I'm the program c- can- Program Coordinator for Advancing Canadian Wastewater Assets, uh, which we can call ACWA, A-C-W-A. It's an urban alliance between the University of Calgary and the City of Calgary to um, improve best practice and promote uh, integrated water management. And Jackson?
3: Yeah, my name is Jackson Stewart and I'm the Marketing Manager at Village Brewery. Uh, We're a microbrewery here in Calgary, Alberta. Great.
0: Kevin?
4: Kevin Fliss, Client Solutions Manager with Xylem. Uh, I represent a long history with a lot of experience in terms of uh, water reuse and removing emerging contaminants. Hope you've heard some of our previous podcasts, right, Amanda? Um, But uh, speaking about that, you know, my integral project or integral role in this aqua project was providing technical guidance in terms of the treatment solutions for the uh, treatment process.
0: Last but not least, Stephen.
1: Yeah, I'm Stephen Rothwell. Um, I'm the director of strategy and marketing at um, Xylem's assessment services division uh, based in Calgary. Uh, And my involvement was mainly uh, on the partnership um, with uh, ACWA uh, and Village Brewery um, as we're a local uh, part of Xylem and and their local organization for us. So we were connected through a number of uh, initiatives we were working on with them. Uh, related to volunteering and the sustainability of water
0: great so christine i think you know we'll start with you if you can give our listeners uh um, the backstory on this i mean kind of as we were talking before we started recording part of me envisions that you all were sitting down over a beer at village brewery and you you hatched up this idea to create uh beer from reuse water but um I'm sure it was much more civilized than that. So if you could kind of give us an overview.
2: Well, this kind of began uh, initially with uh, discussions with Xylem. We the infrastructure, the research infrastructure that aqua houses at a wastewater treatment plant uh, at the city of Calgary um, includes some technical um, pieces that 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 Xylem manufactured or, or provided uh, primarily the ozone treatment system. And so we were working on some other collaborative uh, projects or, or discussions towards that, and and you know water reuse came into the conversation, and we decided that we really, with not a lot of of change to our process, could actually uh, treat water for potable purposes from the water treatment plant, and you know be the first potable water project in Alberta. So um, we approached Village, um, us and uh, Xylem together and, you know, broke this down for them. And, and they are such a sustainably minded organization that they they jumped, you know, on board right away. And the three of us worked with Alberta Health Services, um, you know, a really amazing collaboration to make this happen.
0: That's great. And and how how and or why and when did the University of Calgary Develop the ACWA program.
2: Uh, the vision, I think, you know, began, you know, more than a decade ago. Um, it was built uh, close to, I think, you know, five to ten years ago. Um, as far as the the infrastructure, we have about thirty eight million dollars worth of infrastructure uh, demonstrating tertiary water treatment uh, at the highest levels. So we, you know, have several systems. Uh, the the Wetico Xylem ozone system being being one of the Cadillac systems. And and what we did was link our, our different treatment modules together to create a multi-barrier approach to water treatment, which is kind of the gold standard now for, for water treatment and, you know, can move it, you know, removing contaminants of concern and organics and inorganics uh, to the level of potable water.
0: Sure. So this is something that, um, the aqua pro- program wanted to do and so what maybe you could t- sort of walk me through the timeline of this so it was you decided you wanted to make beer out of <laughs> beer out of of reuse water or was it more like you just wanted to do something with reuse water uh, was it a public education project Yeah, Yeah, if you can kind of like walk me through that.
2: For sure. Like from an aqua perspective, from the University of Calgary, it absolutely was a a public education project, you know, to demonstrate the the possibilities and start the conversation surrounding water reuse because, you know, different countries have different needs. Canada's, you know, not, the the perception is that we have unending water, which is actually not true, Um, but we were in a position to demonstrate that technology can, uh, you know, take, Take you know wastewater and and bring it to potable standards and and we felt like this was a great opportunity to message water reuse. In addition, you know just the techno technological abilities we the the infrastructure that we house in our in our facility uh, lends itself to research you know by university uh, professors from all over the world you know in engineering and chemistry, uh, ecology. So uh, to extend uh, you know our Our messaging, you know, into into the public sector and again to help inform policy in Canada with respect to water use and the capabilities that was that was our primary goal.
0: Great. And so was your first call then to Stephen and then Stephen brought in Kevin or how did that work.
2: Um, I actually was working initially with Adrian Black because he was in a different division. Um, so, and and as Stephen mentioned, you know we had some other collaborations going on, more in the nonprofit uh, projects that Silent participates in through Watermark. We had done some more Water Day initiatives in the past, so it actually started with conversations surrounding that, and we were looking to kind of launch the whole thing for World Water Day as a collective. Uh, event, you know, with then bringing in uh, Village. But the timing, of course, surrounding COVID, um, it just made that not possible. So we decided to, we had the, the the project complete and all the approvals and the beer actually made for World Water Day in March, but we decided to wait till the timing was more appropriate to launch, which we did then in August. Um, we began the conversation surrounding this late December. So it was really quite, uh, a collective feat you know from our the whole collaboration that we could pull this together between two countries between you know f- different industries the public sector the private sector um and 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 get this done and and approved by alberta health services um, on you know for water safety in such a short amount of time because the landscape for regulations in this province and in canada this is kind of a first of its kind initiative so it was you know, we were really back and forthing, helping each other um, work through what, what would be acceptable standards for water quality.
0: So Stephen, I'm going to kick it over to you and just ask then how, you know, your perspective on this partnership and how how sort of this evolved out of some of these other projects that Christine and you mentioned.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So we initially, um, you know, we were involved uh, because the part of Xylem that I'm a part of uh, has had roots in Calgary for over 20 years. Um, so we had a lot of relationships uh, within the water industry that um, led us to, you know, aqua and, and looking at opportunities to really promote sustainable water use and look for innovative ways to solve water challenges. So we were introduced, like Christine mentioned, uh, through, you know, an event at World Water Day. And then it kind of evolved from there. Um, that we saw this as an opportunity to do something that was really cool but also fit in nicely to some of the other um, strategic things that we were approaching uh, from the watermarks and uh, you know getting involved with that program was kind of an evolution of some of the volunteer work that we had done with aqua and the city of calgary and ufc in the past
0: so then when the ball started to to get rolling here then kevin you were brought in from the the technology side, right? The engineering and technology side?
4: Yeah, absolutely. And and I just want to reiterate a couple of things that Christine and Stephen said first. I mean, Xylem's excitement about this opportunity went um, uh, beyond public education. Public education is certainly a really big thing. But at the end of the day, at Xylem, you know, our tagline is the let's solve water. and And water stress is a big challenge out there globally as Christine's already alluded to. And so we saw this as another opportunity to demonstrate how water stressed communities that are dealing with uh, issues like contaminants of emerging concern or inability to clean water sources have the opportunity to actually make their communities more resilient by using a locally sourced uh, water, and actually turning it into clean water and then using it for their own consumption. And not only does that have a sustainability component to it, but it has a green component to it, right? We're, we're closing the water cycle. Uh, certainly the environment is very good and effective at doing its job, but uh, the beauty of, of potable reuse and the treatment train, we're about to talk about in a second is that it's future-proofed in a way too, right? We're already capable of moving removing a lot of those contaminants of emerging concern with these advanced technologies that Christine and her team have deployed uh, in Calgary. And that's, uh, that's really interesting. But specifically, uh, my role in the project, let's be clear that the treatment technology, the treatment process already existed. Uh, Christine and her staff did a great job. They had UF or ultrafiltration membrane, followed by ozone followed by ultraviolet disinfection, and then finally by reverse osmosis or RO. And so this treatment train already had the capability to deliver the performance and the effluent quality that we knew uh, was gonna provide clean water that could be consumed that Jackson and his team can use to make great tasting beer, right? But really the challenges were in working with uh, the regulatory bodies because this is new for them. And so Christine and I collaborated quite frequently on really looking at what, how have these technologies been deployed in other areas? How have they actually been validated to demonstrate that the performance that they're going to deliver is going to meet the water quality standards in in Alberta and and Canada? And uh, looking back at previous studies we've done to provide that proof. And so one of the things that we were really keen on doing is looking at these validation reports and validation report is a report where you've done a previous study that actually shows that you can get the bacterial and virus removal to make sure that you've demonstrated not only that you've removed all the viruses, but also it gives you a relative uh, performance of removing microorganisms as well from the water stream and providing that proof to the regulatory body and comparing it to these other sites and then backing it up with the water quality testing uh at the end and and again i really was just providing guidance and con- and consulting but really christine did all of the heavy lifting and and pr- communicating with the uh alberta health services and, and other regulatory agencies that were involved so um again kudos i was really excited to be part of this uh project and um you know one of the things as christine's meant you know we've really prided ourselves at at establishing these advanced technologies and reuse by pairing ozone and or uv with other technologies to create this advanced oxidation or, or aop process and that's really uh what um I sent, sent sent a jolt into this treatment process to get the performance that we needed.
0: And and Jackson, we did not forget about you. I did not forget about you. Um I I just am curious then how were how was Village Brewery chosen for this project? Like how did you guys get involved?
3: Yeah, so um, Aqua and Xylem approached us probably early. 2020, I guess probably January and said, you know, we have this idea, we want to turn it into a beer. Um, what do you think? And we were excited right away. We, we sort of said, yeah, this is a super cool kind of way to take this project to the public and uh, have some fun with it. And also, I, you know, for us, of course, the sustainability side of it was exciting, you know, talking about water reuse in in the brewing industry and in beverage industry in general is, is an exciting topic to kind of go down. So um, for us, when they approached us, we, it was kind of a no brainer, let's do it. Um, let's kind of try to do some community education as well as just have some fun with the actual final product that we're delivering. So I thought beer was a pretty good medium to do that. And obviously these guys did too. So we, we had some fun.
0: To hear more discussions about challenges and trends in today's water industry, tune in to our other shows on Solving Water, a Xylem podcast, including In the Field with Gould's Water Technology about issues impacting the residential and agricultural markets, Through the Water Cycle, a series reviewing every aspect of the water utilities segment, from treatment to monitoring and reuse, and the bell and gossip podcast focused on HVAC and plumbing systems for commercial building services stream, download, and subscribe for these episodes and more. How long did it take to execute this project basically from concept um, to production of the beer at village brewery
3: uh, so by the time we sat down with aqua and xylem uh, they were on the way to doing the filtration process already of the water um, so that was kind of in in the works already by the time we got the water it was only it was pretty much treated as a normal brew for us so it was about a three four week thing um, so we would brew the brew the beer like we normally would um, we had the water shipped from the from pine creek and then uh, brewed it that day at the brewery so yeah, it was pretty traditionally kind of a three to four week thing, which is normal for most of our beers.
0: Okay. I want to talk about the brewing process a little bit. Um, living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I'm uh, pretty familiar with, with the elements of beer making, <laughs> as we make quite a bit here. Um, <laughs> but uh, generally speaking, one of the things I talk about in my intro is that how important water is to the brewing process and how, you know, um, there's this idea that the water based on where it is in the world, the the climate, the soil, all that stuff um, can really impact the flavor of whatever product you're making, whether it's beer, wine, what have you. So, I'm just curious, like, how this, how this water sort of Uh, factored into your brewing process, how you came up with the, with the, with the blonde ale, it's a blonde, right. Um, And, and just kind of walk us through that.
3: Yeah, it's a really good question because it's true. We, we talk about that a lot in the beer industry, um, kind of how water affects your, your beer. And, you know, we, we do some treating as far as kind of adding calcium or, or some acid or whatever to balance pHs and things like that to really dial in, depending on what you're doing for beer styles as well. Like, you know, a, a lager would be a bit different than a, than a stout, that kind of thing. Um, but that was one thing that we were super excited to do was take a blonde ale, which is a beer we actually make with city water all the time and decided we would use that beer because it's really light, it's really kind of um, easy to drink, and there's not a whole lot of big malt or big hops in it, which means that the water shines through quite a bit more than in some of our other beers. Um, so that was what we wanted to do, was to see, okay, we've got this this water, um, can we make it taste exactly like the blonde that we produce year-round? Um, and so the brewers kind of took the water, did what they would, and um, really didn't uh, didn't change the process too much, and it came out identical. There was no way you'd be able to tell between our normal blonde that is kind of around all the time versus this um, this special blonde.
0: That's great. And you and you said, or I don't know if it was you or Christine earlier, said that that was just like flew off the shelves, right? Like it was...
3: Yeah, it did. We had some fun kind of, you know, like we said earlier, there was a bit of a, an education piece. And I think for us, we had a lot of fun being able to kind of interface with our market and our customers to say like, this is kind of the the project that we just got into um, here's the, here's the whole story. We did some good work with, with Aqua Enzylum to get some information that's kind of digestible out to the public. And, uh, and yeah, so we had a good, good response and then people were excited to come try it. So it did, it flew off the shelf in about two or three weeks from the time we launched it.
0: That's awesome. So, I want to talk a little bit about the education piece of this. So it's it's cool that Village Brewery has done some of the this public education piece, but um, I'm going to kick it over to Christine and ask about how important, you know, beer or the beverage industry and, and in general and the reuse water is to um, helping sort of reshape public opinion.
2: Well, this you know, as far as the beer project is concerned, ended up kind of being the ultimate hook for, for communicating science and possibilities because of course everybody was interested in, in the beer. Like it would, you know, the media in Canada, like nationally actually, you know, really ran with this story. And there was a couple of weeks when we launched on August 22nd that it just it just took off. So that was, really exciting. I mean, you know, a couple of the main, the key messages I think were, you know, you know, the water reuse, of course, that it's possible, that technology is out there and available uh, to do that, but also um, just the, the perception of it all, the overcoming the yuck factor was was something that we focused on because of course, again, uh, you know, when you're, when you're talking about um, treating, you know, uh, wastewater for, for potable purposes, beer or otherwise, uh, you know, people right away, you know, you know, you know, are a bit of so it was it was fun and and interesting to deal with the perceptions and you know what we what we did coin the the yuck factor with uh, perspectives because in Singapore, uh you know they use almost thirty percent of their treated wastewater for potable purposes. You know they've overcome some of those barriers with communication and education. And if you think about the uh, international Space Station, they've been, Reusing their wastewater for about 17 years. So, uh, you know, really, that was a big part of our messaging was just, you know, let, let's consider this, let's talk about this, the science is, is, is sound, the technology is sound, we had to, we had to demonstrate that. But what about some of these other conversations? So that was, that was a really valuable part of this project, for sure. Or sure.
0: what are some of the things that you guys had to do in order to sort of get through or get over that hurdle of the yuck factor? Was it like, was it like a sampling event did you have to you know <laughs> the people were people hesitant what what kinds of uh things did well, you do
2: because of you know the, the the covid pandemic i mean we were limited in terms of our outreach i mean we wanted to be sent you know we had wanted to be safe of course and we also wanted to be sensitive to the you know just the climate of of all of it so um, what we ended up doing was on August 22nd, which is Earth Overshoot Day in, in Canada, which is a day that was defined by a, you know, a, a virtual clock saying that we we're taking more away from the earth than we we're giving back. So we felt like that was a really uh, good day to to send this message out. And, and we had a webinar, uh, including Albert Cho from Xylem and, you know, several water uh, experts from across North America to discuss this project and the collaboration. And we did have a couple of in-house events with limited numbers uh, and very strict COVID uh, safety, you know, concerns. But also, the beer was available in Calgary for anybody to go pick up at the brewery and watch the virtual event uh, online on that day. So that that really was our, um, our our main outreach. We we anticipated needing more, but as Jackson said, it, it uh, you know it just was so, so um, well taken by by people and the media that. Uh, the beer just you know flew off the shelves and, and it was a one-time project you know one batch 1600 cans 1500 cans I think so um, you know that that was it it, it just you know it, it was a So it was was really exciting though we were really excited that the you know everybody was was willing to try or consider or discuss it talk about it and as far as the uh, you know the marketing group at Xylem as well like uh, Stephen and his team I just wanted to say also that they were really um instrumental in helping us put together some of that information we had poster boards and uh, infographics you know showing depicting uh some of the technology so that it could be easily digested by anybody that was interested to see how this works and how the brewing process works and uh, also you know they, they participated in the um the can graphics, which, you know, were wonderful with a big splash of water and our, all our logos on there. It was, it was pretty neat to have. I'll, I'll be keeping one of these cans for forever. <laughs> That's
0: great. So what, Stephen, what other um, similar water reuse projects are you working on with Xylem right now? Are there any that are, that fall in sort of this, brewery winery camp or are they uh a little bit different in nature
1: uh, not, this was you, you know unique for us in that we hadn't done anything like this to my knowledge um you know before and and like christine's mentioned it was the first um you know project of its kind that really demonstrated what you can do with reusing water um so a lot of the other you know activities that we do within Watermark, which is ultimately our, our CSR program that's geared towards uh, volunteering our time and expertise to help solve water challenges and educate um, the community on, on these water-related challenges. So, a lot of those are more geared towards uh, actually volunteering, um, doing a lot of, you know, community cleanups. So, this was particularly attractive to us in that it was unique Um, It involved, you know, the collaboration of a lot of people who are forward thinking, looking for new ways to solve problems. Um, So it kind of fit really nicely for us in that it was something different. And it's something that, you know, involved, um, you know, a local organization that we would worked with before, as well as the city of Calgary, who we've worked with for uh, more than 10 years. So it's pretty unique compared to some of the other things that we've worked on within this.
0: Fantastic. So maybe then, Kevin, this is more of an appropriate question for you, because I know you were heavily involved in water reuse projects, at least in the States, from what I can tell um, in your previous role. So, um, you know, maybe we could talk a little bit about the technologies in this project and how it's either different or similar to some other water reuse projects you've done.
4: Yeah, thanks, Amanda. I, I think, again, let's recalibrate on on what we have uh, in Calgary with Aqua. We have UF ultrafiltration membrane, followed by ozone oxidation, UV disinfection, and then finally reverse osmosis or RO. And generally speaking, all of those technologies are typically applied in advanced uh, water treatment facility when it's used for potable reuse like this. But they're in all sorts of different combinations. And this combination in particular was very unique. UF, Ozone, UV, RO, and uh, the reason it was unique is that the AOP typically is either at the front or at the end, and it just happened to be in the middle here. So it was another opportunity to show that uh, in whatever arrangement that you use that fits best with your uh, local values and and resources, uh, ultimately, however you put the Lego blocks together, it'll still work. And, uh, you know, we were able to effectively demonstrate that here. And again, we had the validation testing that I mentioned before uh, to back it up, which was very helpful in getting this project approved by Alberta, Alberta Health Services and others.
0: So I'm going to just ask about the sort of the beer wine spirits industry overall. Um, I don't know if Jackson, you wanna kick us off here just because of your proximity to that. But generally speaking, do you see this as a potential option a viable option for brewing beer in the future? Um, are there other trends that you're seeing in water reuse?
3: Um, I think, well, for this project, especially like this was definitely a proof of concept for us. And I know for, for Aqua and Island as well, as far as getting this to become a beer that would go out to the public to be consumed that way. But I could totally see this becoming something, you know, obviously there's some, there's some hurdles along the way, as far as kind of, you know, getting these systems, maybe they're on site, maybe it's, you know, um, something there's some, some of that's that you kind of have to solve, but I do think, um, yeah, it's totally something that the beverage industry in general should be looking at in the future. You know, there's a lot of obviously water being used in all those kind of businesses. So it's a no brainer, I think.
0: Yeah. I'll I'll
3: jump in there. I just, I I will say
4: as a consumer of beer and wine, that uh, I would be happy to purchase uh, these types of products in the future. And, and, you know, quite frankly, uh, all joking aside, uh, you know, if you're going to talk the talk, you got to be able to walk the walk, right? And, um, you know, we should be the folks within our industry, the water industry as a whole, not just uh, University of Calgary, Village, and Xylem, but just the water industry as a whole, should be the ones to all you know raise a glass to this and uh, try to make it work as as not only just an education piece, but as you mentioned, Amanda and Jackson as a as a potential opportunity to actually market new solutions and products for uh, the public at a wider scale. So I'm I'm thrilled, and you know if we can make this work here, we can make it work anywhere. Quite frankly,
0: sure. So, are there any other plans with? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Christine.
2: No, I was just going to add to that as far as the, the, the beverage industry, but others, you know, the agriculture sector, lots of industry, the the um, you know, the idea of water reuse, of course, from a sustainability perspective makes a, a lot of sense. But even from a fiscal uh perspective, now it's starting to become a reality. I mean, I'm uh, you know, in Canada, for instance, or certainly in Alberta, we have, you know, um licenses, you know, for water withdrawal for for different purposes and they're expensive because they're running out. And so industry is looking at other opportunities to reuse their water or treat with the water they've they've used or bring in reused water in a way to, you know, even supplement their processes, uh, you know, for fiscal sustainability in addition to the environmental piece
0: yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point. I'm glad that you you mentioned that before I <laughs> interrupted with my next question, which was, um, which was uh, which was for you though, Christine, um about a c w a and sort of what's next for the program now that this is uh, has been a success.
2: Um, well like I said Aqua was really pleased uh you know that this project was as successful as it was from a from a messaging perspective from the collaborate demonstration of collaboration from helping inform uh policy for future potable or even non-potable water reuse initiatives in Alberta. Um you know we are looking at kind of you know expanding on our capabilities with respect to water reuse uh you know with anybody really that wants to collaborate on that level you know be it nonprofit or profit sector because we have the technology in our facility to do that i mean we are like i said grounded in an urban alliance uh, between the university and the city uh with the you know with the the original inception of, of improving best practice and and you know you know raising the bar as far as an understanding of environmental effects of uh contaminants of concern and and wastewater as a whole so as a facility that is our you know primary mandate is to provide opportunities for research and education in those areas but we're always looking um you know to kind of widen our scope as far as uh using our technology for good so that you know we're we're available for lots of discussions on that for sure
0: fantastic so i'm going to end on a question that's somewhat related to our conversation because, I mean, none of us would be here talking about this if we all didn't have some interest in beer. So I'm just going to ask you, what's your um, latest favorite beer, whether that's the style, the brewery, or the individual beer type? Who wants to go first? Jackson, this should be easy for you because Uh, you you work at a brewery. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> wait for someone else to to go. Um, I mean, it's it's sacrilegious to not say that all uh, you know, my favorite beers are coming out of Village Brewery. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we got some good stuff. We actually have a beer that just came out. It's a uh, community garden um, initiative that we do. We have hops grown all over Calgary uh, in fourteen different community gardens, and then we have a crew that goes out and, and harvest them, and we make kind of a harvest sale at the end of this at uh, the end of the fall. Uh, so we just put that together. It's called the Village Gardener. Um, so that's my. That's my current favorite right now.
0: Sounds really good.
2: Yeah. Yeah, me K- as well. Village is definitely my favorite beer. And I'm, I'm not a huge beer drinker, but I have had several uh, taste tests of the uh, water beer that we made. And I think it's great. And they also make a great cider. So uh, I'm I'm the same. I'm a Village fan. Kevin?
4: Yeah, I'll jump in. Uh, yeah, you I mean, know, I mean, I, first of all, the easy answer is anything made by Village, right? But... Uh, <laughs> the the, i think generally speaking i don't like have like a favorite today but i always sort of gravitate towards hefeweizens in general and being a midwestern kid that's displaced on the east coast i Mm -hmm. there are a lot of beers that i miss some lining kugels uh honey vice in particular i know that's not a hefeweizen but I, i miss that a lot and uh uh summit from st paul where i grew up has has quite a few good beers too so
0: nice i also enjoy a half of
1: weissin i was hoping i could go last um because it gives me more time to uh think through this and maybe i'm revealing too much about myself and that it's very hard to narrow down but uh i i have to say that i'm a big fan of ipas and i like um ones that have got a bit of a tropical or a fruity aspect to them. So I'm not particularly picky about brand, but that's what I've been grabbing, uh, gravitating to towards lately. And yeah.
0: Well, Jackson's got some uh, ideas to take back to the team as well, Maybe the next uh, water reuse uh, beer <laughs> flavor. Well, I just uh, I just want to say um, this has been an awesome conversation. I really appreciate everyone taking the time to be here today. And thanks to our audience for listening. We've got a couple links in the show notes, one that will provide more info on this partnership and the other, which will give you more detail on Xylem's water reuse capabilities. As always, please email me at amanda.holloway at xyleminc.com to be a guest on the show or to share your feedback. Thanks again, everybody.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda.
0: The Solving Water Podcast is produced and distributed by Xylem, a global water technology company of more than 16,000 employees committed to solving critical water and infrastructure challenges worldwide. Stream, download, and subscribe.